Hey guys, this is Lauren with the Mindful Business Life podcast coming to you with my Monday motivation segment. Uh, John C. Maxwell's The Maxwell Daily Reader, 365 Days of Insight to Develop the Leader Within You and Influence Those Around You. And today I'm very excited because I have a special guest, my good friend, Robin Jones. Robin, would you like to say hi? Hi there. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, for having me on today. Yeah, I'm, I'm Robin Jones, as she said, and um, I uh, we've known each other for I don't know quite some years yeah, now. For years, yeah. several years, we met um, at Inlet Yoga here in Myrtle's Inlet, and uh, we were both teaching yoga there. So yeah. we're fellow yogis, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I am a native of uh, Myrtle Beach. Actually, uh, my husband and I both were born and raised in Myrtle Beach, but we've lived in the Myrtle's Inlet area for over 20 years now we have two sons one who's 37 and a father of two kids and our daughter-in-law Caitlin and then we have our son Sam who is 14 and a half in middle school not fun (laughs) as we were talking earlier but we're getting through it you know um anyway yeah middle school was not fun for anybody I don't think no and I'm so glad to have Robin on today uh Robin is a coaching client on top of being a really good friend and her goal is to get into podcasting and I thought what a better way than to uh get her in and through than uh, recording with me and so uh Robin and everyone just like always we read the excerpt from the book then we give our personal and professional perspectives on it. And so, um, yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So March 20th, don't let personality overshadow purpose. When someone you don't like or respect suggests something, what is your first reaction? I bet it's to dismiss it. You've heard the phrase, consider the source. That's not a bad thing to do, but if you're not careful, you may very likely throw out a good thing with the bad. Don't let the personality of someone you work with cause you to lose sight of the greater purpose, which is to add value to the team and advance the organization. If that means listening to the idea of people with whom you have no chemistry or have difficult history, so be it. Set aside your pride and listen. And in cases where you might read in cases where you must reject the idea of others, make sure you reject it only the idea and not the person. That's from the 360 leader. And it's rise above your personal preferences for the sake of the team. Hmm. I think in all things, I mean, anytime, whether it's somebody you like or don't like, because even like your friends. Hmm. We'll say something you're like, mm, mm-hmm. mm. I went through that this week. My friends kind of put me in my place for them. And, mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, mm, no, I don't like it. Yeah. But then being reflective, I'm like, well, can I be more respectful? Right. Is what can I give a little more love and support to them? Because that's what they need right now. Mm-hmm. And so being willing to listen to others, such a valuable thing. For sure. Yeah. I remember when uh, I was going through my gong certification, I'm not really certified, but when I was going through my teachings, um, I would, my gong master would always say to me, 
you need to get into retreats and you need to be doing events. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stop telling me what to do. Number one. <laughs> and number two, I don't feel ready. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had another girlfriend kind of the same thing. She would always be like, you should, you should. I'd be like, just stop telling me what. And then eventually I became that, which they were saying. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't even that I was rejecting their ideas because I wasn't in the space to be ready one to receive. And I didn't feel like I was leaning in that direction in my life. Um, So I always tell people like I was hearing my future and I wasn't acknowledging it, but I was hearing my future constantly being told to me, but I was constantly rejecting it because I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Then when it happened, my life started becoming that, which they were saying, I was like, Oh gosh, Ron was just saying this all last year, you know? And I was like, I better listen better, you know? And it just became a space of like respecting the input of others. Mm-hmm. You ever experienced that, Ron? I have. Um, one of the things that kind of pops up for me is when it's the language, it's mm-hmm. when someone says you need. <laughs> um, is just a big red flag for me. And I will tell you, um, I've learned that I think it's because it feels like judgment. When someone looks at me and they, they're very well-meaning, they, yeah. they're trying to help, you yeah. know, people that care about us and, and yeah. want to see us flourish and thrive. <laughs> and they're seeing something in us that maybe we don't see in ourselves 100%. yet, but it's the delivery, right? Yeah. It's, it's how that lands for me. Um, when someone says you need, it does feel like they're judging me. Like I'm not enough right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing enough versus saying, have you ever thought about doing retreats, Lauren? Yeah. I think you'd really be good at that. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great reminder. It's so crazy for others. Right. Right. It's like, it's just tweaking that delivery a little bit. Um, it's like I said, with the it's whole, amazing, like, right. How that land. changes, how yeah. that lands. It you. sounded better to me. Right. <laughs> and you're not even telling me to do anything, <laughs> but you know, it's so true. And I, I, I've done it. I think yeah. we've all done it. Yes. Like I still catch myself saying you need, but I was taught years ago, like take that out of mm-hmm. even to myself, you know, sometimes you need to do this. You need to do that. It's like, it feels like I'm judging myself and it's like, Hey, why don't you think maybe, maybe I should, yeah, you know, or maybe I should think about, you know, doing retreats or, or whatever it is going on. But yeah, I mean, it, it really is, um, you know, for me, my first retreat last year was actually, it all came together just because someone approached me and said, Hey, I've got this house for a week. And was wondering if you would host a yoga retreat, yeah. you know, and that's how it came up. And it was like, that was, that was lovely, you know, and it all seemed to work out. And of course, you know, um, that was such a blessing to kind of get our feet wet when Sarah, my friend, Sarah and I did that together and had such a, a great time, but, um, and it, it worked out, but, you know, it is interesting how, you know, that how that can kind of change how that lands and makes you, makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, because like you and I were talking a few minutes ago, we're Aries. Yeah. We're like, we don't like nobody telling us nothing. Number one, but we do a lot. We do. I mean, hold a lot of space. A day that 
I don't have anything planned for the day that the world says. <laughs> I was going to say the day that I don't have any, you're right. But even the days that I think I don't have anything planned. Oh yeah. We got plans. We got a lot going, yeah. a lot going on, you know? And I remember telling someone one time, like sort of what I do every day. And, and she, like when I finished it, she goes, Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm exhausted just listening <laughs> all to the you. time. That's it. <laughs> and, but I mean, I will say that's changing for me. Like, I, I don't know if it's just getting older or, you, you know, still what it is or wider. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, yeah, that's true. I, I get that too. I just want to, it's very you know, I just have a hard time not accounting for every minute of the day you know it's a struggle but I'm so much better than I used to be um but even if I'm at home you know not leaving the house there's going to be some things that get get done yeah and I'm just that person like I just can't I have a hard time just sitting I'll um, be like I have five meetings I'll be like it's a like day I have five meetings you're like <laughs> what <laughs> five meetings I'm like yeah it's like they're all zoom it's still five meetings like back to back and I'm like yeah yeah whatever it's a late day (laughs) so and then kind of going back to it like I don't I realize because of how much I've had to like be there for myself in my life it's Mm -hmm. very hard to be open and receptive to other people giving me any feedback sometimes because it's like y'all ain't done none of the work to get here Mm -hmm. he's just popping in Mm -hmm. you know tell me I need to do more I should be like you said the language just isn't very um soft and warm yeah. and supportive so I'm like no nope, yeah. this ain't it if, and then especially if you you know unless you asked for mm-hmm. you know that's yes. the other thing too like unless I say to you you know if I'm asking you you know do you think I would be good at retreats Lauren yeah. you know or do you think I you know would be good at podcasting like if I'm asking you for your advice and your input because yeah. I respect you and want your input. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing because, you know, I'm asking for right. it. Um, I think we tend, we all are, you know, opinionated. We all have opinions about things <laughs> and, and we, you know, we do. like I said, I mean, my friend that, you know, offered that house to me last year to do the retreat. Then, I mean, that's something that had been in my heart for a long time. I just, it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So that that was wonderful but i'm um, not that it's just about retreats but that's just kind of the example we were using but i remember in a training one time um uh we were giving feedback in this particular training and we had different um instructors coming and uh and uh, this one instructor we had just had just met her you know, and you're just not going to vibe with everybody. And right. it's all, it's all, you know, it's, it's okay. okay yeah. Um, but it was, you know, what we're, what we're talking about is like constructive criticism, I guess is what mm. is kind of what we're, what this is yeah. talking about, what yes. this daily reader is talking about. And I remember um, the, you know, I had worked on this thing and worked on it and, and then wasn't I didn't know that I was going to be getting this criticism like until I presented what I was presenting and you know it was something that was very important to me you know that I shared and and um I was being very vulnerable in sharing what I was sharing this presentation it was for me 
And what happened was, you know, I, it was hard to hear the, what this person had to say, because it, I didn't feel like she liked me. I can mm -hmm. feel like her energy was just very dismissive to me. Mm -hmm. And I believe me, I've felt that many times <laughs> in my life, you know, yeah, especially yeah. with certain types of women, but, um, anyway, it was just really hard to hear. And I just didn't, um, I, it, it did well. not, I did not receive it well. And I could not wait to get out of there. It was just, it just took a lot for me to process all of that. And, um, it was very hurtful. Actually, it was very hurtful. It, it was hurtful coming from someone who I didn't really know very well. And she clearly, you know, didn't care for me and that, and what I was sharing was not even her expertise. So I know I sound like I'm making excuses for it, but full circle, it was really more of a lesson to me to learn about my reaction mm -hmm. to that yeah, and where I went with that kind of yeah. um, criticism, criticism. and, yeah. and um, you know, whereas like when we've done other trainings where we, you know, learned how to do the, um, what was that called? Um, what was it? Was it keep, stop, start? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Keep, stop, start. Yes. I was my fan. <laughs> that was hard. It is. And criticism is very hard, especially when you're becoming like a teacher or something mm -hmm. and having to really learn to watch yourself even more. It's really hard because you have to, you almost have to embody those uncomfortabilities so deeply sometimes. I think those things were, that was hard because it was forced. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? We yeah. all had, had to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. And I'd be like, I ain't got one for the stuff. I know. And then, you, the same as and the then it was like, you couldn't repeat what someone else said. And I was like, well, what if I'm thinking the same thing? Yeah. You know? So yeah. anyway, I think that probably got resolved a little bit. That was tweaked somewhat, but, and not that I don't, you know, think that that was valuable. Um, but I just felt like when you're kind of forcing it, you know, it just, um, I don't know. It's harder. It's yeah. hard, you know, but, it, and it is good to hear things though. It like, as far as the reading, I need to hear it. Like I need, you know, um, I need to record myself teaching and talking so that I can get better at it. That's how we get better. You, just, yeah. you know, we're not supposed to be perfect. You know, I tell my son that all the time, you know, so I need to be implementing that in my own life. But anyway, I, yes. I love the title itself. It's like, don't let personality overshadow purpose mm. because, and I guess it's, mm. it's a mixture of like, don't let your own personality, like a pride or whatever, mm overshadow your purpose and I lean into that a lot like running for office uh, I think for me like I'm always trying to keep myself in check because I don't want to have a big head like I know that's what gets most politicians in trouble mm -hmm. um, and so for me like my purpose isn't to be the politician that everyone knows it's to be very different so like I'm trying to be very intentional with my time and what the way I'm running for office and so I'm trying to let not let that personality which can grow into this big-headed you know, mm -hmm. person overshadow what I'm doing the work for. Mm -hmm. So for that, the title just kind of really ran through me with that. It's like, keep yourself in check because the work you've got to do needs you to stay humble. It needs you to stay centered and as grounded as possible and away from like that natural 
trend of a politician. And uh, so even like that, I mean, just watching yourself and going into the perspective, like you were saying with other people, it's like checking yourself and your responsive mm-hmm. actions when people aren't saying things that you like. Mm-hmm. And I went through it this weekend with my friends and it was just like, you know, am I being a decent human being? Um, you know, am I being considerate enough of others? Um, I'm very reflective in that every day I go home and or I spend this time doing these podcasts and it creates this space for reflection. So I'm always like, how could I have been better? You know, was it me? Can mm-hmm. I give myself grace mm-hmm. and realize people are in their own bubble and it wasn't me today. It was, it was them, mm-hmm. you know, and trying not to take it so hard and it's not easy, but this book leads towards being a leader and working with teams and everybody's your team. Everybody you associate is on your team. You might not like them being on your team, but they're, but they're on team. I know playing soccer in high school, uh, I was the only starter and I got bullied for it. And nobody on my team liked me because mm-hmm. I was the only one that started mm-hmm. every game. And, uh, and it was just one of those things where I had to learn like, everybody's on your team Mm -hmm. not everybody on your team is gonna like you but if you keep showing up and doing what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. it won't it doesn't matter yeah and so even now looking at like all the world's a stage we're mirror players going to Shakespeare with it and everybody's part of your play everybody has a role everybody's here to teach and preach and remind you Mm -hmm. and it's been uh and a lot of it's uncomfortable Mm-hmm. a lot of it is very uncomfortable this is probably this planet whatever we're doing here whatever reason we're here it's really to be uncomfortable and to grow from uncomfortable to comfortable through those spaces mm-hmm. and so I know like I said like Ron or even when Teresa would say stuff to me about what I was doing and I just didn't want to I didn't want to hear it I'm like I'm tired of the outside world telling me what to do who to be I'm just doing what I want, you know, mm-hmm. but it's all served its purpose. It always serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. All our misfortunes, our missteps, all the positive things, they all serve a purpose to make us our best selves. But can we be on the receiving end? Yeah. And a lot of times we're not because of life. It's usually where I am. <laughs> like if I'm If I'm in a good place, typically I can receive that well yeah but if I'm kind of in a funky place and you know that likely will not land well or it will feel you know not great you know I won't I won't take it and and use it you know and so I do feel like you know how we say things is important but Mm -hmm. um it is talking about the title the don't let personality overshadow purpose like this is just an example um you know my son had went to his eighth grade dance on Friday night and um there was a little gathering before the dance and we you know the whole class was invited which is great because he's new in the school this year and so I was grateful to be invited and I don't I don't know did not know this family and um and this is a smaller school. So a lot of the kids have been going to school together for many years. And, and um, anyway, so we went and, um, and it's just, you know, 
I ran in, I mean, I was meeting new people and, but there was also, um, someone there that, um, years ago offended me by sending me this video and I won't go into all the details about that, but this video, like it was, you know, on messenger or something, I don't know, it was like sent to me and it was, it felt very, very personal that this opinion that they sent to me felt attacking and personal because, you know, the content and the video and I just, it was interesting how I was my energy around that person. Like I was just like, it's crazy how much it took out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not really, it's not even that. It's just like frustrated. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like, why, you know, so but that happened like years ago. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's how interesting, up. like how that can be triggering just to, mm-hmm. you know, run into that person. And, um, but you know, I, again, every, we all have a right. We all have our own stories. There's a reason that this person felt like that was important. I I I, I want to think that um, she thought she was helping mm-hmm. and believed that she was well intentioned, you know. Um, so I'm I'm trying to leave it at that, you yeah. know, and just be like, okay. I mean, there's no reason for her not to like me, you know, it's not that. And if she doesn't, well, it's really none of my business if she likes me or not. Right. And, um, but it's, I guess my whole point is just like how it always comes back to like how I'm, you know, how am I going to receive that? Like I I'm in control here. Like I can either take it and add it to the list of things that, you know, maybe I need to work on, or I can just dismiss it <laughs> but when something is that triggering you know it's like oh I think that's something I might need to look at yeah. you know like why am why am I affected by what like, the, this you know this video or whatever it's so silly it was two years ago or longer um and I think we we were talking about it earlier it's just like those people who trigger us like what we were talking about mm-hmm. kind of the hoity-toity stuff and how it makes <laughs> us a little uncomfortable sometimes and it makes you go what it within me makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I have this mm-hmm. kind of resistance or this attitude or energy that isn't loving and open and receiving? Right. Um, and so I, I love, I love this because it, it's that same thing too. Like, even if it's not someone trying to give perspective, it's that person. Like, what is it about that person that I'm closed off from right you know and how can I open up mm-hmm. um like I said we were talking about the hoity-toity thing and I was like I think for me like growing up i poor at one point having a little bit of money being in the more upper class areas um later in life but then also being homeless three times but loving the homeless life and like you know it's <laughs> like it's it's a weird space to be in, you know? And I'm like, you guys have too much stuff and you guys are just spending yeah. all this unnecessary money. And I, I know I see it now it's coming out. It's like, man, you just watch the gluttonous and the overindulgence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, we don't need to live like that. Just get a tent, live in the woods, you know, but then people are allowed to live however they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm not upset that they make the money. To, it's not the money. It's right. just like, I got homeless people in the streets and we've got 
drug addiction and vets who can't, you know, and I just know there's just, I feel like there's just better ways to spend our, our money and um, sometimes a better places we can put our mind and our heart into. Um, but I'm allowed to have that and everyone's allowed to have what they want. Sure. But it's hard because you get in a space and you're like, you're always like, man, you're judging mm-hmm. others. You're judging yourself. Uh, but if you can just kind of loosen up and just be like, okay, well, we're different. I totally get it. I mean, I grew up, so I grew up in a neighborhood that was one of the, it's probably like, I'd say the second nicest neighborhood in Myrtle Beach at the time. And, but my family, I mean, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur. He did lots of different things, but most of my childhood, he owned a bar and it was the most, it was like one of the, the real, you know, bars that everyone wanted to go to. It was the successful one. Um, and Myrtle Beach was very small back then. Um, everything closed down after Labor Day and didn't open back up until Memorial Weekend. And, uh, but, um, I, so I grew up in this neighborhood. So we were not the affluent. We were working, you know, my dad was a hard worker. My mom's a stay-at-home mom. I'm the youngest of four children. And but and we never wanted for anything. I mean, we, all of our needs were always provided for. We lived in a nice home, but it wasn't anything fancy, you know. I mean, but we, you know, we it was a nice childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say that it wasn't. We, like I said, we had everything we needed. Um, I, but I did live in a neighborhood with um, other people who were very, very wealthy. And it just, I just didn't understand. I grew up with parents that were very social. Obviously, we had a bar, but a lot of times we just had the revolving door. And people would just, all the kids wanted to hang out at our house because we were just like, our parents were cool and chill and left everybody alone <laughs> kind of thing. But my point is, is that I just always have struggled with, you know, people treating people differently because yeah. of their status. And I, like, it's that whole energy that just, and I'm sure uh, there was, was that happened in my childhood? I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, we were kind of looked down on from certain families because we didn't have old money or, you know, what, I guess, because we owned a bar, like, probably, you know, who knows what, why they were judging us, you know, mm-hmm. but I can say my parents just like did not go. <laughs> they didn't. They just did their own thing. And I love that. And I got that from them. I mean, my husband and I, we definitely are our own. Um because at the end of the day, when you die, you ain't going with your money. Well, if Jesus like, doesn't love me more because you got money. Matter, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I'm a people person. I love meeting all different kinds of people. And I feel like they add to your life. You know, yes. they it's so I love learning people's stories and I don't, it doesn't really matter to me how much money you have in your bank account, where you live or what you do for, a, a, I mean, I, I care, but you know, um, that's not, yes. what, that's not going to determine whether I respect you or not kind of thing as 100%. far as, you know, I respect you as a human being and, and we all have our own stories, but, um, I'm kind of, I kind of rambling on, but I just feel like, um, you know, I think my whole point was, it's like that discomfort of like the energy that I, when I get in around that again, you know, for lack of a better word, I, you know, the, the hoity-toity, like 
It's just that comes from a place of insecurity. And I do know that, you know, today, I didn't know that as a young girl. And it did hurt, you know, when my friends that were, or, or I shouldn't say friends, when other kids in the neighborhood were not kind. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I had friends, you know, but there was just always those that, you know, and it, that just weren't, you know, kind. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, like, it, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree as far as, you know, it's how the parents act is how the children are going to yeah. act, you know, and it's all by example. And um, so it's, 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 it's hard, you know, to hear, to see that, to experience that. And so it's obviously triggering to, when you see someone and you think, why, you know, why, yeah. why can't we just, what does that matter? You know, why can't we just respect one another? And what does that matter? What I have, what I don't yeah. have, what kind of car I drive, you know, like yeah. whatever, What's college whether I'm living in a tent, yeah. I'm homeless or, you know, like I, when, when I did like, um, we were in, we did some recovery work and I met so many people, like just really great people who, you know, had, um, fallen into like drug addiction, but had been at, at some point in their lives, like, one guy was like a CEO of a bank and, mm. you know, and mm. got into cocaine and anyway, you know, but, but turned his life around, you know, yeah. and, and he was homeless at one time, you know, but had turned his life around and he was just this really incredible person that you just think, wow, like so much more character, you know, yeah, because of what he had been through. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you, I yeah, don't know that he could go tell that story to someone yeah. value. at the party that I went to. And I don't know. Like, Even I don't like that. I'm like, get out of here. You shouldn't even say that. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe they would be like, wow, that's incredible. I'm so inspired, you know. But it's just kind of not the what I feel, you know. Yeah. It's not very accepting, I guess. It's like everybody has to, like, fit in the box. Well, I went through yeah, yeah. that with the axe, you know, like I brought him down here and he was like, uh, my friend got married in the woods and he was like, no, why would you even bring me here? And it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is great. This is cool. No, this is not the, oh I, people that you're talking about too. Well, that was such a beautiful wedding. I know, girl. Oh gosh, but like being around that, I was like, yeah. Like, if you don't shut up right now <laughs> you get kicked out the car um but it was just that experience and so like yeah. even though like we don't want to have that preconceived notion of people it's what we've been shown time and time again mm-hmm. and that's the hard part and so like I was telling someone the other day that I try to let go of some of the things people do because of how they're brought up and mm-hmm. knowing that they're pre-programmed at a young age right. by their parents and society and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I know from dating, uh, I tend to date a lot of white guys and a, white, a lot of white guys with a little bit of money in their family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, oh, I can't date you because you're colored. Mm-hmm. I can't date you because you're chunky. You know, like this, they're used to the small, yeah. yeah. And I don't get upset with them. I'm like, ah, oh, this is just how you were born and raised, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, and so, but then they teach me so much about myself, you know, like, who am I clinging to? Why am I constantly going to this type? Why, you know, why am I wanting to like be in love with people who are in love with me, but won't love me. Right. Uh, but it's, but I receive it and it's uncomfortable, but it's also kind of like it says here, it's like, I don't let their personality 
overshadow their purpose in my life in that mm -hmm. moment, like teaching me such a valuable lesson. Uh, but I start to realize the pattern I've created with these people mm -hmm. or I have with this type of human being. And mm -hmm. it's like, so why? Uh, so yeah, it just always comes back to that reflective state if you can. And asking yourself when mm -hmm. you see kind of like a pattern with people, you know, what is it that is triggering for you? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're doing to welcome that kind of person or energy in? Um, and then what can you learn from it from there? Well, and the whole thing is like, it's the important, like the purpose was, is, you know, for these kids to get together and have a fun time. That yeah. was the purpose, you know. And did they? And they did. So it was all good. So, you know, putting, so it all, it was all good. You know, it was just the internal stuff that was happening for me that I was, but again, that's just stuff. That's my work. You yeah. know, that's my work to look at me and be like, why does that even come up for me? You know, I um, talked about that in another podcast where I think it might've, I think it was my daily stoic on Saturday. And it was like, these outside forces are not what bother you. It is your own self mm -hmm. and it is your reaction to it and your thoughts around it and your feelings around it. So like, it's never the external world. It, it's us taking that in mm -hmm. and then embodying it. Like, right. And so if we can really step back and stop embodying the emotions and the thoughts that are tied to how we're getting or reacted or responded to, we learn that it's really all our fault when we get worked up. It's just, well, and <laughs> you know, it's just more work, something to look at, you know, and so I can choose to look at it or I can choose to sweep it under the carpet or blame that other person. You yeah. know, if I'm always pointing the finger, you know, and looking outwards, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to keep repeating. I'm going to be back here again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come back here again. Learn from that lesson. I'm just learn this lesson and move on. You know, it's so sad. It's I try awesome. to get like that. More there's more. certainly some that are a little harder than others, but I tell you. Yeah. Well, guys, like this says, rise above your personal experience for the sake of the team. Remember that everybody's on your team, whether comfortable or uncomfortable with the experiences, they're there to teach you lessons of lessons valuable lessons and reflective spaces to be in so you can grow uh for the best to be the best human you can be not just for yourself but for the rest of the team uh Robin, you got anything else you'd like to say today i don't think so but thank you for having me and enjoyed it this yeah. was fun yeah i liked it it's, it's nice to topic. get the thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. out to you right for like sure. um i think that's why i like so much i get out of my head right mm -hmm. get it out and then you're like oh just dumped a load on there and here we are <laughs> so thank you for taking time with me today uh it's always a pleasure and a blessing to be close by you and um for all of you listening in you'll hear my voice tomorrow talk to you then bye